At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Tuesday, September 12th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got 17 games on the betting board here today. A couple of doubleheaders, Yankees and the Red Sox, also the Royals and the White Sox will play two here today. All four of those teams kind of playing out the string on the season. So, you know, it'd be kind of a surprise to see one team sweep either one of those doubleheaders. And I will talk a little bit more about that later on in the show, specifically with a look at the Royals and the White Sox. Before I dive too deep into the Major League Baseball card, just want to remind you, over at vcin.com, now is the time. Sign up, become a vcin Pro subscriber. We've got a lot of stuff coming out for the NFL and the college football seasons, not to mention our NHL betting guide coming out on September 28th and our NBA betting guide coming out October 5th. So lots of good things coming your way here over at vcin.com. And look, we got upwards of 30 pieces of original content for the NFL and college football on a weekly basis as well. So head over to vcin.com slash subscribe and check out those subscription options. All right, Major League Baseball, we got a bunch of games here today, so let's not waste any time. We'll dive right in. Nationals and the Pirates, the first game on the board. Yoan Adon and Bailey Falter in that one. Falter and the Pirates, about a $1.45 favorite, total of nine in this one. This is one of those where you know you can kind of see just how much the betting market disrespects Adon because Bailey Falter is not a great pitcher. The Nationals have been much better against lefties throughout the course of the season, and yet here we are with Pittsburgh laying a pretty big number in that game in that minus 145 range. So nothing for me on that one, but just kind of illustrating you know, how you can sort of read between the lines of what the sports books think of a lot of these pitchers that are out there. Big time game here, interesting series opener between Atlanta and Philadelphia. Max Freed and Zach Wheeler in this one. Freed and the Braves, minus 125 or so, some minus 130s out there. Total of 8.5 with Wheeler in that underdog role at home. Wheeler's been great here this season, 349 ERA, 313 expected, 293 FIP, 170 innings pitched. 
Better season than his ERA would indicate, but also the ERA is getting a little bit better here. Nine runs allowed over his last five starts, covering 33 innings pitched. Only a 9.2% home run to fly ball percentage, so a lot of really positive things here for Wheeler overall. And a guy that maybe has as good of a shot as any when it comes to facing the Braves because he's really good with his contact management metrics and also, as I just mentioned, limiting the long ball. But the Phillies also have a tough assignment here with Max Freed. Since coming back from injury on August 4th, 310 ERA, 297 FIP, and 40 and two-thirds innings pitched, only one start with more than three runs allowed, 42 to nine strikeout to walk ratio, only seven homers allowed over that span. So Freed's been really good. Wheeler's been really good. But offense is up around the league. So I don't know if this is a great spot to bet an under eight and a half. Obviously, the Braves do have significant upside potential offensively. And also the Phillies have been a top 10 offense against lefties here in the second half of the season. So even though you've got two good pitchers, even though you have what looks like a pitcher's duel, we do have a couple of potentially potent offenses in that game. And like I said on yesterday's show, Offense is picking up. The strikeout percentage is down. The home run fly ball percentage is up. We are seeing a lot more offense here as the rest of this season goes along. Moving on to the Diamondbacks and Mets, which I'm only mentioning because it's a competitively lined game. Ryan Nelson and Jose Budo in this one here. Nelson is a pitch to contact guy. Doesn't miss a lot of bats. He's very, very subjected to variance from a batted ball standpoint, from a sequencing standpoint. I rarely, if ever, bet on guys with that kind of profile. So not an interest level in the Diamondbacks here today, nor do I have an interest level in taking the Mets in this one because you've got Budo, who at the MLB level, his numbers have been okay, but a 593 ERA, 598 FIP down in AAA over 91 innings. So you can see why I wouldn't have any interest in backing him. Do you have a play in the Marlins and the Brewers? So we'll come back to that one here in a minute. Let's go to the Cubs and Rockies, Javier Assad and Chris Flexen in this one. Admittedly, I do not have a bet in this game. However, I've been talking a lot about Javier Assad, who's been really a savior for the Cubs. He's been a good swingman for them. Now he's been making regular starts. But Assad is a guy with a 283 ERA, 485 expected ERA, 446 FIP. Going to Coors Field may be a bit of a challenge for him. If you're looking for regression signs to hit for somebody, Coors Field, probably not a bad place to expect that. So Assad could be in line for a bit of a difficult start here today. The problem is I have no interest in backing Chris Flex, and nor do I have any interest in expecting 13 runs to be scored in this game with a total of 12 and a half. The Cubs are in the minus 185 range. Even with those clear regression signs for Assad, this line has still gone up in Colorado's favor, up from minus 170 to as high as minus 190 in the marketplace. So even though Assad does have those obvious statistical signs, the market is not deterred. They are still fading Chris Flexen, which really, to me, says a lot about him and says a lot about this game and this Cubs team specifically. So what I would look for maybe here, even though you're not really getting the best of prices because it is Coors Field, look for some player props on the Colorado side to maybe go against Assad and kind of fade him a little bit that way as some of those regression signs maybe take hold a little bit. Moving on to the Padres and the Dodgers here, we got Michael Waka and Lance Lynn in this one. Big series, at least you know in terms of the Padres and, and kind of the rest of their season. They did win yesterday, cashing a big underdog ticket. That was nice for us. But for the Padres, I mean, 
look, I don't think playing spoiler is what this team wants to do. They had much higher expectations coming into the year, and they're not going to live up to them. So much like I talked about with the Cardinals and the Braves in uh, last week's series or two weeks ago, whenever that was, the Cardinals really stepped up because that was kind of their playoff series, so to speak, taking on the league's best team. For the Padres, taking on the league's second best team in the Dodgers, they are probably going to treat this about the same way. And they did come away with that 11-8 win in yesterday's game. What's interesting about this one here today is Lance Lynn, they are on the search for a fairy godmother because they need to put some more pixie dust on this guy. Lynn, over his last three starts, 19 runs allowed in 15 innings. He only has three strikeouts out of his last 78 batters faced. So Lynn, who came over from the White Sox and actually pitched quite well at the outset of his Dodgers tenure, has fallen back into a lot of those bad habits, and the Dodgers will have to find a way to try to pull him out of them. As far as Waka goes, he's a negative regression candidate for me. 299 ERA, 394 FIP, 264 batting average on balls in play, 82.6% left on base percentage. Some of that regression did creep in a little bit last time out against the Phillies. Gave up three runs on seven hits, only went four innings, gave up a ton of hard contact in that start. So I guess the only logical play here is to to take a look at the total in this one and think about the over nine, but we are seeing some juice on that. We are seeing some nine and a halves in the marketplace as well, where the Dodgers, anywhere from minus 145 to minus 165, as there are some differences of opinion on that game. Let's take a short break, and we'll come right back here on VSIN daily baseball bets at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VEASAN family of podcasts. We move on to Texas and Toronto. Max Scherzer, Hunjin Ryu in this one. Scherzer? Had been sailing right along. He'd allowed nine runs in his first six starts as a member of the Rangers. However, in his last start, gave up seven runs in three innings against Houston. That was six days ago. 
And there were some questions about Scherzer's health going into that start. They, In fact, the Rangers weren't even sure if he was going to make that start, but he winds up going out there, does not pitch well, his far and away worst start as a member of the Rangers. So you wonder how he'll bounce back here in this one against a Blue Jays lineup that, to be honest with you, against any above-average righty here in the second half, they have really, really not looked good. And Scherzer, of course, fits the bill of being above-average at a minimum. But for Scherzer, again, I've got concerns about the health. I'm not sure where he is physically at this point in time. So even though this line is a little bit short, there's no way I could take the Rangers in this one without seeing Scherzer go out there and do what we know he's capable of. With that being said, Ryu comes into this one with a 265 ERA and a 423 FIP. So there are some regression signs in the profile for the Southpaw. He's only given up six earned runs over his last six starts. Had three straight starts with no earned runs, three straight starts now with two earned runs. So we'll see if the Rangers are able to jump on him. They certainly jumped on Chris Bassett yesterday, despite Bassett's really good home numbers. Interesting game. Not sure there's a great betting angle to be had, though, in that matchup. Not really much to say about the Yankees and the Red Sox doubleheader. Uh, the early game, which gets started here shortly, Randy Vasquez and Nick Pavetta. The late game, Carlos Rodon and Cutter Crawford. Nothing for me in either one of those games. It's actually the doubleheader that I have the least amount of interest in because Kansas City and Chicago, I think, is really interesting. Brady Singer and Dylan Cease in game one. Jordan Lyles and Tukey Toussaint in game two. This is not an official play, and this is not something that I'm going to do today just because I saw that Brady Singer's on an innings limit now. So that means that the Royals bullpen could really wear one in game one, and that would concern me because what would happen is manager Matt Quattaro, he'd wind up pushing Jordan Lyles really far in game two. However, you have the Royals as a plus money dog in both of these games here, and I would be really surprised if they lost both games. The White Sox are not playing for anything. Neither are the Royals, but the White Sox, it's just not a high character ball club. And so when you look at that team and you look at the long day at the yard playing baseball for six hours, give or take, I don't know that they'll be fully invested throughout the course of the day. So I think if you took Kansas City in both games at plus money, you're likely to at least scalp one of them and then get yourself a little bit of profit out of it. In an ideal world, they take them both. But I would be really surprised if the White Sox are mobilized here to win both of these games today, even though you could argue that both pitching matchups do kind of fall in their favor a little bit. Tampa Bay and Minnesota, Zach Littell and Joe Ryan in this one. For Ryan, four runs on 12 hits in 15 innings since coming back from a three-week stint on the injured list. He's only allowed two homers over those three starts. He gave up 15 in his previous seven starts before going on the injured list. So he's come back and pitched a little bit better. Zach Littell, I have no idea what you're going to get from him on a daily basis. He was a twin back in 2018 to 2020. Eight innings last time out against the Mariners, one run on five hits. Um, that was a surprise. I had the over in that one because Littell felt like he had a lot of regression signs building, winds up pitching really well in that start. But here's the thing that I'm most interested in, in interested in excuse me with the twins right now so yesterday they actually took a lead against Tyler Glassnow and had a lead into the middle innings then the bullpen completely blew it another bad appearance from Dylan Floro but what was really intriguing to me is that in a tie game instead of going to Griffin Jacks or you know one of his more primary relievers he obviously wasn't going to go to do, go to Yoan Duran at that point in time but Rocco Baldelli went to Brent Hedrick and then Josh Winder. 
So it seems like he's trying to play the long game a little bit with his bullpen, kind of give his guys some days off because the Guardians have given the Twins a free path to winning the Central Division. So that's going to really dictate and change how I evaluate the Twins going forward. Maybe those guys weren't available. Maybe that's something that I missed yesterday. But if Baldelli is not going to go to his best relievers in spots where, you know, he has an advantage or at least, you know, a tie game in late inning situations, I have to handicap the Twins much differently as we go throughout the rest of the season. So that was one of my big takeaways from that game. And again, maybe those guys just happened to be unavailable or something like that. But I thought that was interesting. I'm going to have to read up a little bit more about that uh, later on here today. Nothing on Oakland and Houston. Justin Verlander, huge favorite against J.P. Sears. The Astros have pummeled pretty much every left-handed pitcher that they faced. Guys with a pulse, guys without a pulse. They've beaten up on all of them. So we'll see if they're able to do that with Sears here today. Patrick Sandoval and Brian Wu in the Angels and the Mariners game. Uh, look, if I had more faith in the Angels, I would take them here today because the young arms for the Mariners are really kind of going through it at this point in time. Wu has already spent some time on the injured list. A lot of these guys making a big leap to pitch higher stress innings, but it's very hard to take the Angels in any capacity, uh, although they did take three out of four for my Guardians last weekend. Adam Wainwright gets the call here for the Cardinals against the Orioles. It'll be John Means in that one for Baltimore. Nothing for me in that one, but the total up to 10.5 in that game. Just kind of rooting for Wainwright to pick up some wins here. Hopefully he can get to 200, but time is running out as he's sitting on 198 and has been for a very long period of time. Nothing for me on the Guardians and Giants game, but I just want to mention this quickly that we've seen a big line move here on the Giants in this one. Sean Manaya on the bump. Cal Quantrill goes for Cleveland. Manaya's left-handed. Cleveland hasn't hit lefties since the Obama administration. So that's why we're seeing money come in here on the Giants with a pretty big line bump for them, even though Manaya's numbers are not great. And he's also been pitching more in a bulk role here throughout the course of this season. Does get the straight start in this one. And we have seen that line jump up with San Francisco, a bigger favorite here. All right, so let's circle back to the two games I do have plays on. And we go back to... The Marlins and the Brewers. JT Chargras gets the start here for the Marlins, but it will be Edward Cabrera in a bulk role for them. Freddie Peralta getting the call for the Brewers in this one. Yet the Brewers, about a $1.65 favorite, total of 7.5 in this matchup. And look, I just think this is a good spot to take a shot on the underdog. So Chargras will open, Cabrera will bulk, as I mentioned. Cabrera pitched well down in the minor leagues while getting his stuff figured out. 222 ERA and 28 and a third. And then he came back up and pitched pretty well uh, over his four bulk innings against the Dodgers. So I think he's plenty capable of keeping the Marlins in the game. As far as Peralta goes, phenomenal second half. 262 ERA, 259 FIP. However, last time out, the fastball looked kind of dead. It had its lowest horizontal movement of the season and its second lowest vertical movement. Gave up three runs to the Pirates in that start. Only four strikeouts. Velocity was down. Swing strike percentage was down. Chase rate was down. And this is a guy that, you know, he's thrown 150 in a third innings this season, and that's a lot for him. He's been an oft-injured guy. I do kind of wonder if maybe he's wearing down a little bit, and I do think the Marlins in that low-scoring environment do have a shot. So this is plus 140 at DraftKings. Shop around because you can find better prices in the marketplace. But I do think that the Marlins are worth an underdog look here today against the Brewers. 
The other game I've got for you, an interleague matchup here between the Reds and the Tigers. Brandon Williamson and Joey Wentz in this one. Williamson coming off the COVID list. They're a $1.20 favorite with a total of nine up in Motown for this one. Look, I, obviously Williams was sick. Williamson was sick enough to miss some time. He's been on the COVID list. He hasn't pitched since August 29th. So he's been on the COVID list for a long time. With that being said, if you know he didn't lose a lot of his strength or you know has been able to get it back, did rejoin the team five days ago, so he's been going through his routine, throwing his bullpens, throwing his side sessions, all of that. Honestly, he's thrown 98 and two-thirds MLB innings, 132 and two-thirds overall. That's 10 more than he threw last year, pitching exclusively in the minors. I do think that maybe this was to some degree, a bit of a blessing in disguise, at least in terms of his arm health, where he got a chance to kind of rest and recuperate a little bit. The Tigers are a bottom five offense against lefties in the second half, and especially since August 1st. The Reds just got back Jonathan India and Joey Votto. And also for Wentz here, he's pitched well recently, five runs on nine hits over his last 11 and a third. But this is a guy who has a 665 ERA, 576 expected, 577 FIP, as a starter in 75 and a third innings, a 717 ERA, and he's expected to get the straight start here today. Reds' bullpen is intact. They're in good shape. They're healthy, ready to go. I think the Reds are a short price here today, so I like the minus 120 on Cincinnati over Detroit. But as always, shop around for the best price. So the two plays for today, Marlins in a dog roll, and then the Reds in a short favorite roll. Come on back tomorrow. We'll have another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Head to vsin.com slash subscribe. Check out everything that we have to offer because it is a lot at this point in time. Follow me on X at Skating Tripods. And as I said, come on back tomorrow for another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.